0: You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. We've only got one pod, one read. Yeah, I'll I'll use the same audio we had. Tell me when. All right, here we go three, two, one. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Thursday, January 5th edition. We've got Biden speaking about the border and what he plans to do to try and fix it. But what does fixing it mean if you're a Democrat? Different thing than what a lot of people would think when they actually know what goes into the Biden policy, with the, what policies and what the reality of them may be. Uh, we also have round eight done for GOP speaker, uh, well, the overall Speaker of the House elections, but the GOP... Uh, continues to be in a little bit of a back and forth over this. We'll discuss it and then some really uh, remarkable work from Governor Ron DeSantis once again here, who is doing a little bit of a tally when it comes to CRT taught in schools. What's going on with all the different funding and the different programs and, and all the stuff that goes into trying to indoctrinate your kids. All Florida universities are going to have to spend uh, some time looking at their expenditures on diversity, equity, inclusion, and CRT. Ah, that's what we like to see. We'll discuss it in a second. But we, before we get into all that, my friends, you got to wonder about when we'll hear about the next big data breach. There's a surge in online credit card purchases, uh, like what happens at the holiday. There's going to be an increased amount of activity from cyber criminals. To them, hacking into a company database... It's like Christmas in January. Your online info is out there for anybody to grab and a cyber hacker gets a hold of it. It's only minutes before they can use that information to open accounts in your name. They could even pretend to be you with your credit card and have all kinds of purchases shipped to them. It's a nightmare. If you want to protect your online identity, you know what you got to do. LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans being taken out in your name. If you do become a victim of identity theft, happens to a lot of us, LifeLock assigns a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist to work with you to fix the problems. Now, that's a very valuable time saver. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. So join now and save up a 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use my name, Buck, as the promo code for 25% off. All right. Biden spoke about the border today he's going to uh, el paso on sunday Be his first trip to the border despite having had surrogates and spokespersons in the past say that they've been to the border they actually haven't been to the border biden hasn't been to the border uh what are they going to actually do about all this um first of all there are some fundamental misconceptions misperceptions perhaps you would say, lies that are being told these days about what is happening at the U.S.-Mexico border and what the Biden administration is doing about it. And one of the most remarkable ones from today, here Biden lays out what he says is not happening, okay? This is a, a Biden soundbite where he says, this is the thing that's not going on, and it is, in fact, exactly what is going on countless times at our southern border. Play the clip where Biden talks about people selling all their possessions and uh, getting into the hands of coyotes, play that. It's not like people have heard me say it before. It's not like people are sitting around a table and somewhere in in Central America say, I got a great idea. Let's sell everything we have. Let's give it to a coyote, a smuggler. They'll take us on a harrowing journey. For thousands of miles to get to the United States, then we're going to legally cross the border, they're going to drop us in the desert, and we're in a place where we don't speak the language. Won't that be fun? Okay, they don't say that it's fun, obviously, but that is the calculation that they're making. That's exactly what's happening. They are spending thousands of dollars, they're paying off a coyote, and they're finding ways to get into the United States illegally. That's what's going on. That's it. That's what's happening all the time. So... They're lying to you in so many ways about the border, and and I think it's important to understand that when Biden, for example, today in his speech he was talking about an app that illegal migrants are supposed to download now where they can sign up for an appointment to have an asylum claim heard. Here is the fundamental problem with all of this. These are not asylum seekers. Biden in his speech even said, uh, he said that they're fleeing oppression and escaping Gang violence. Now, I understand the Biden administration has tried to expand the definition of asylum to gang violence. Uh, they're, they're trying to make it so that if anybody effectively has any major complaint about political instability or just criminal violence in their home country, they can get asylum here. Let's all understand this. We, we all know. Right. So so refugee Is when you say when you apply to go to another country, you say, I'm applying for refugee status in your country. That's how the refugee program works. Uh, Asylum is when you show up in that country and say, I need you guys to take me in. If I go back to my home country, I'll be tortured and probably killed and maybe my family along with me. So it's a very serious thing. It is effectively a crisis management tool. Or rather, it's it's a tool that is used in extremists. Okay, they're not actually something. This is not the way that we're supposed to have our whole immigration policy work. It's supposed to be at the at the margins in extreme cases where somebody can articulate and prove that if they go back to you know if somebody says you have to take me in because if I go back to Mexico. The Mexican government's going to imprison me, torture me, and and kill me for what I've said about this, you know, current administration in Mexico. That's an asylum seeker. That is somebody to say, okay, well, you know, we we are a, a decent and moral and ethical people in America. So we will take you in, even though you didn't go to our normal immigration process, we understand this is an extreme circumstance. What has happened is the asylum process which allows for what is called defensive asylum, where somebody shows up in America, and then after they've entered illegally says, I know I'm here illegally. I know I didn't go even to a port of entry. I surrendered a border patrol, but you have to take me in or else I will be you know, killed or the subject of violence and and uh, oppression in my home country. They're all doing this because what happens then is their system is backlogged. It's it's overwhelmed with cases and individuals who are all claiming this now and then they can't get they can't actually get processed there's no interior enforcement even if they don't show up for their their hearings in this process they're not going to be expelled from the country and so it's in that context that you have more and more people saying oh no i i have to be let into america uh, because i i'm an asylum seeker they're not actually getting asylum they won't be granted asylum they won't even go through the asylum process overwhelmingly you know 80% 90% they're not asylees but what biden's doing is expanding this process even more so that you'll just have more people who are going around the actual immigration laws that we have and will find a way to get into this country and skip the line and then of course find a way to get you know welfare benefits and and this is the immigration policy of this country is supposed to be about sovereignty, rule of law, and benefit the American people. This, this is why we have immigration laws. Otherwise, it's a free-for-all, and this is why I always say, ask a Democrat why we shouldn't have open borders. They don't have an answer because they believe that the more people we have who are not American coming into this country in the largest possible numbers from the most disparate cultures without even being able to speak English, without having any particular skills, the more people that we have in America who fall into those categories, the better off America is. And you say, well, if that's true, if there's no downside to bringing in individuals who fall into those those categories, why not just have an open border? They don't have an answer for you. Because ultimately they emotionally, Democrats, leftists, emotionally want open borders, but they know that politically... They can't be honest about that. So that's why they have what you see with the Biden administration, where they pretend that they're going to secure the border. Oh, we're going to use more Title 42 authorities and we're going to we're going to expel more people. We Don't come here. Right. In fact, do we have a soundbite of Biden saying don't come here because he did. He said today, you know, if you come from the Central American countries, you're not supposed to uh, not supposed to just show up. But everything that his administration does Everything this administration does encourages more of this process, encourages more people to come into the country illegally and they'll stay here. So it's a mess, folks. It's not going to get any better under Democrats because they like the mess. They have encouraged the mess. They want it to continue. And so when he says that they're going to put a few billion dollars towards securing the border and more, you know, people to hear asylum claims, more immigration judges, what they really mean is what Biden means the Democrats mean is we're going to make sure that more people can come to the country illegally and do this. We're going to make sure that the rule of law at the Southern border is uh, essentially a joke um, that it doesn't exist. And they're doing this for political reasons and emotional reasons. They, they just, they've convinced themselves that the poem at the statue on the statue of Liberty uh, is our immigration policy. It's not, it's not, that is not the case. By the way, the it's actually an eighth. uh, It is an eighth vote now that has been uh, finished today as I speak to you could be even more. By the time you listen to this, 20, uh, 20 members of Congress, Republicans have still voted against McCarthy or rather for, in this case, Byron Donald's, I think, is the one who uh, the individual who they're they're. Almost all voting for Matt Gates voted for Donald Trump, which would be amazing. Could you imagine probably the best speaker of the house in the history of like ever, like the best Donald Trump? Uh, I'm just kidding. But that would be a remarkable circumstance. Uh, it's not going to happen. Right. But if we're thinking how this how this goes, I'll tell you uh, in terms of the speaker of the house and and all this, uh, It's not going to affect your life very much at all. What I said yesterday is all true. More people, I think, are catching on to this. This is a big deal, the members of Congress. It could be the beginning. It could be an opening salvo in a much bigger struggle for leadership of the GOP, trajectory of the GOP, what it it is going to be focused on in the future. That's all true. That's all possible. But right now, let them fight it out. What is the downside to this process right now? That's what I don't Oh, they're not doing the people's business? Congress done plenty. Look, they just passed. They already set the budget for next year, basically. So what new, what new laws do we urgently need that we can't get anyway because the Democrats have the Senate and the presidency? So what's the big deal? There is no big deal. A lot of, a lot of people need to calm down on this issue all right it, it, it doesn't need to be some kind of a a brawl or a fistfight between fellow conservatives not at all i mean i mean the ones that are watching this yeah if you're in congress you're fighting this out i understand you know people are going to get uh, frustrated by this and good they're politicians that's what they do they make their case they argue they maneuver within the problem but this is all within the process there's nothing about this that is irregular in the sense that it's breaking rules laws anything like that it's fine they're fighting it out what's the big deal you know when i say what's the big deal i mean why is there this this anxiety there oh my gosh it's it's not chaos it's fine yeah people who are paid by you know the government to represent their constituencies and to talk about stuff and to vote on issues are doing those things not a big deal there was quite an exchange between uh, Lauren Boebert last night and Sean Hannity on Sean's show. Can we play clip three? Um, play clip three for me, please, Crash. Let me turn the tables, Congresswoman. Kevin McCarthy has 202, three votes. Your side has 20. So if I'm going to use your words and your methodology and your math... Isn't it time for you to pack it in and your side to pack it in, considering he has over 200 and you have 20?
2: Sean, I understand the frustration, I promise you. But, I'm not um, frustrated. He you didn't answer, not answer my vote, question. And we are hearing...
0: We I'm are not, hearing I'm from many frustrated. people who are
2: still voting with Kevin McCarthy, who not are very my supportive question. of what we're doing, and they're cheering us on. So there are more for us than are against us, and they are waiting for Kevin to cave. Okay. Um, Congresswoman. You know, the American people are certainly frustrated by
0: I'm frustrated by you not answering a direct question. Getting a little testy, but, you know, that can happen. People are allowed to disagree uh, in the Republican Party. I think we need a little bit of this. We need people that are saying, "No, I'm not with you on this issue," or "I don't agree that this is the guy you should lead," or "I don't agree that this is the uh, the trajectory of the party should be the direction the Republican Party is heading in." In fact, here there's more of this exchange with uh, with Sean Hannity and and Boebert, two people that I like, two people who are great patriots who love this country. Play clip four. I'm, I asked I'm you a simple question, Congresswoman. I, I, you know, I feel like I'm getting a, a liberal. I'm not going an to answer for Kevin a McCarthy, Sean. Okay, so even if you only going have to 30 votes, Kevin McCarthy. You will not abide by what you told President standing, Trump to which I abide by. I don't believe I will be. I feel like we've made will progress. Not.
2: Look, I love President Trump. You're not going to turn me on him. You're not going to pit him against me. Not try love to pit him against love you. That's what you said to Trump. him. And I am standing I, I have You're seen the trust. I have seen the lack of accountability. Well, we are we are getting phone calls saying that we need to stop this. Kevin does All not right. have the votes for speaker. I got it. Period. Thank we need you. to find a consensus candidate. Get this right and get our country back on track. Thanks so much, Sean.
0: Okay, well we'll see. Eight votes down. I'm sorry. Now it's on the ninth ballot as I speak to you. So twenty held firm against McCarthy in the last one. I think you're going to see twenty hold firm again. They're going to go through this. It's going to take more time. Might take days. Might take weeks. It's all fine. It's all fine. Let them fight it out. It's what they're paid to do. You know, maybe we end up getting Congressman Byron Donald as speaker, or I don't know somebody else. Fine. It's not going to change your life one way or the other. That's something I do think is worth remembering here. And it's not going to even alone change the Republican Party. This is one step in a whole lot of steps that are required to get a GOP together that can win and can govern. Right. This is really it's all a prelude in a sense here to 2024 because you don't have the Senate. You don't have the presidency. Gridlock is our friend right now. I don't know. What it, obstruction and gridlock are great when it comes to what we see in the federal government side and the legislative side, because the alternative is what? Democrats getting what they want and the Democrat president signing it? I don't think so. And I haven't spent a ton of time on the Idaho uh, quadruple murder. Four young people just ruthlessly, viciously murdered with a knife. And we, we know the story happened back in November. The, uh, the, the murders occurred then. Now they've got this guy in custody, and some of the details on this are, are chilling. The individual whom uh, is is currently in custody for this uh, mass, well, for this mass killing, uh, four people. Uh, he, he apparently was seen by a roommate. A roommate of the four deceased, murdered young people here saw him dressed in all black with a mask on at four o'clock in the morning and was terrified, but didn't do anything. Just went back into a room. I don't understand how that plays out. Like, I'm there must be something we're missing here. Because you would think, it's not like she saw him and thought, oh, maybe it's one of my friend's friends, I don't know, I'm just going to go back to bed. She said she was scared. Guy looks scary. It's 4 a.m. What's going on? Um, here's the, how the Daily Mail writes that A surviving roommate of the murdered Idaho student saw the suspected killer leave their house moments after the massacre took place. The suspect, who was masked and dressed in all black, exited the house after one victim was heard crying and another said, there's someone here. The newly unsealed affidavit, which refers to Mortensen as DM, describes how she was confronted by the suspect after she investigated the disturbances, but apparently hadn't realized the atrocity took place. Mortensen told the cops she was awoken around 4 a.m. by what sounded like the victim Kaylee Goncalves playing with her dog in a third-floor bedroom. A short time later, Mortensen, who was in her second-floor bedroom, heard Goncalves say there's someone here. Uh, Morton said looked out of her bedroom door, but didn't see anything. Oh my God. Um, well, there'll be more details I know on this and we'll find out more, but yeah, evil is very real. Evil is a real force in this world. I believe evil exists. I believe the devil exists. And this was a night where pure evil visited these uh, this this safe community Um, otherwise safe community of Moscow, Idaho, and uh, it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking, it's chilling, and uh, it's terrifying. It's uh, good that they have this individual who is the alleged murderer in custody. That's major progress for the case, Um, but when you read these details, just, you know, hold your loved ones close. and May God keep and protect all of you, because Evil is real. That's what I take from all this, and it is out there. We will be discussing more tomorrow here on the show uh, when it comes to breaking news and uh, all the rest of it. So I appreciate you being with me, as always. And as you see today, we're back on with our uh, Rumble. So go to uh, rumble.com slash Buck Sexton, and we will be talking to you. Shield time. Who is there for heroes of the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who, the Tunnel Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and the Tunnel to Towers 911 Institute is educating kids kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's t the number 2 t.org.